This warning is for the children, the young'uns. Anyone under the age of 18, get the fuck out of here. This is an explicit podcast. Go and do young people things. What do the young'uns do these days? Don't you have a Zoom class? Listener discretion is advised. Hello, you beautiful fucks, and welcome, and welcome. It's the Comedy Podcast. Welcome to number 172 of the Comedy Podcast, coming to you on Monday, 7th June, 2021. I'm your host, Harith Akma, welcoming you to this cheerful episode so that we can lighten up your Monday blues. Second week of work from home because of national lockdown. My pants are also under lockdown. In uh, wait, that doesn't make sense. What I'm trying to say is I can't fuck, I don't wank, I don't watch porn, so my balls are full at the moment. I am looking forward to drowning my lady income. I'm sorry if that grosses you out, but that's genuinely what I'm thinking about at the moment. Just a pretty little face glistening like uh, Mario Zawa in a bukake. My uh, air conditioning is leaking and I can't get it fixed until the lockdown is over because my boy, you know, the government told him you cannot work. He's like, but I need to make the money. Uh, too bad. That's what the government said. I'm over here sweating like a Bangladeshi migrant construction worker working in Dubai during their 40 degrees Celsius summer. I'm kind of close to my uh, AC guy. His name is Siang, like the afternoon, but with an X. So that means he's cool. He can't make money at the moment. So I hope that uh, he can find something to eat other than potatoes and boiled shoes. Thank you, government, for screwing this up so much. You know, Chinese people like him who struggle make me wonder sometimes about the Bumiputra agenda. Gives me some doubts, but uh, maybe that's a topic for another day. For today, I've got some embarrassing sex stories. But before that, let's talk about my father. <laughs> Dad wants to become a YouTuber. Fuck. He's been watching these uh, Bangladeshi influencers. He was saying to me, like, well, what's the big deal? Why come they can make so much money? He's just eating fish. I can eat fish. Get the camera. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> now I have to contend with the possibility that he's a popular guy already. He's an ex-politician, but I have to face the possibility that maybe he might get bigger than me. And that if he does become a giant Bangladeshi influencer, then people might find out that the, the host of the comedy podcast is his son. And I might ruin his reputation just speaking vulgarities five days a week. So with that in mind, here are my embarrassing sex stories. <laughs> I love you, Papa. Son, what are you doing? Look what Rajesh sent to me. What is this? What you've been doing all the time in your room like that? Yes, Papa. Who is this? Who is this uh, Khadija lady? Huh? You're saying she wears the hijab? What did you do to her? Give me her number. I want to talk to her mother. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> embarrassing sex stories. Let's go. Uh, maybe embarrassing for the girl, but here's a story. So I was hanging out with this girl one time, but she was on her period. So I was like, fine, you know, there's a switch in my body. It's very interesting when a woman's on her period. My body is like, okay, you don't have to be horny today. So chill the fuck out. 
So that's fine. But I don't know what happened. Either she was just horny on her own or maybe I was just being a real sexy fuck. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe she was just tying up her hair in a certain way. And I look, I give her like a cheeky look. I'd be like, hey, the way you tie up your hair, you, you think that's cute, is it? Huh? You think it's so cute? And she'd be like, huh? What? Why? Is it ugly? Is it, is it messy? Why? And I just smile, give her a nice smile and walk away. And then I come back and I'll be like, hey, cutie. <laughs> then, she's, then she's like worried and she's like, wait, 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 what's he doing here? What's he doing? So maybe, I don't know, was I doing like, was I doing that? Just giving her the mixed signals, teasing her a little bit, making her wet. I don't know. But it made her horny. So she wanted to pee pee touch. So she starts kissing me, not in the sweet, sweet, cuddly way, you know, in the come hither, I want your babies kind of way. <laughs> so... So I was startled, like, hey, um, what are you doing? Aren't you on your period? Because she starts grabbing me, yeah, grabbing the gonads. And she's like, yeah, but I can't, I really want to, yeah. you know, that we, you, we, can, we can do anal. So I just shrugged it, like, whatever. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Put a towel down on my bed, but I didn't just use the bed. I was, like, moving her everywhere with the lights off. Oh, dear. Bum, bum, bum. So we're done. Uh, skirt, skirt, but I don't remember where. Was it inside? Was it a cream pie? Was I wearing a condom? Was it in her face? That would be gross. <laughs> Why do people do ass to mouth? Why would you do that? <laughs> just, shit on, just shit on my face. Though. Don't have to do my ass to mouth. Who is jacking off to ass to mouth, honestly? Man, I, I sound like a judgy fuck. I shouldn't judge them. But I, I think it's not horrible for me to say that. That just seems very unsanitary, doesn't it? Why don't you just drink from the toilet bowl, you nasty fuck? <laughs> uh, some people are into that, Harith. Don't judge them. Fine. If you're into that, you might like what happens next. So we're done, I skirt. She's all happy and in a good mood. Not, it, the room smells impeccable by the way no funny smells she gets into the toilet first because i'm always telling my ladies wash off i turn on the lights and my goodness it looked like someone spray painted my towel with like a brown spray paint can it had droplets everywhere and i was so mad because i didn't smell anything i was like what the hell? i look at my cock and uh, <laughs> There were like lumps and shit. Oh, God. If you're squeamish, I'm really sorry. Uh, you could just turn it off. Should have said that earlier. But again, I didn't just do it on the bed, right? So I'm panicking. I scrunch up the toilet and I throw it in my laundry basket. I come to my sofa where I was plowing her nicely. Missionary style bent over. And I see like blood everywhere. It looked like a murder scene, so I didn't want her to feel bad. So I grab some wet wipes, just wipe it down nice. She comes out all smiles and I'm just all nervous. And I'm like, okay, I, I really need to use the toilet for a long time. And then I grab the towel, bring it in there and I'm washing that shit. I, fuck me, la. I've, I was washing this girl's poo off the towel because I didn't want my maid to find it. <laughs> my Indonesian maid. Abang, kenapa kamu ada tai dalam <laughs> I didn't want that situation, so I have some detergent under my sink. I'm just rinsing the towel, just going like fucking hell. 
This is what you get, Harith, for sinning. Just putting your penis in unholy places. I think till today she has no idea what I went through. I washed my dick like five times a day for the next three days because I was just so embarrassed about the state of it. So sometimes I understand why women are apprehensive about the anal sex. And men, can I just warn you against women who are super into anal sex? Just tread with caution and uh, be be very mindful of power fucking. I mean, it can be really hard. It's really fun. When you power fuck during anal, man, you don't know what surprises she might leave you, man. Sometimes it doesn't smell, so you don't know. And, and keep the lights on. Next story. I was with this girl, okay, and then I, I, was, I just learned how to give a G-spot orgasm. And I was doing it to her and doing the technique. And uh, by the way, before I continue, that technique, right, it's very interesting. It has something like very little to do with what you're doing physically. It's more like where you can bring her in the mental state to get her to G-spot orgasm. Something like if I had to portion in the level of importance, 30% is what you're doing with your fingers and your tongue or your dick if you're skilled enough or big enough. But 70% is what's her state of mind? You know, Is she very comfortable? Is she super turned on? That kind of thing. So this girl uh, was a virgin before she met me. So she has no idea what like intense orgasms are, right? So I was doing it to her until she fucking just, uh, she not only G-spot, but squirt orgasm just pssst all over the fucking bed. She thought she peed the bed. After we were done, you know, she said it was the most amazing thing she ever felt. But... She was all, she, it was a weird thing where she was like in ecstasy, but at the same time feeling so paranoid and ashamed because the, bel- the bed smelled like pee. And, you know, people give you, oh, no, that's actually just a myth. It's not pee. It's, a, it's partly pee. Just a little bit of pee gets in there when she squirts and my bed kind of smelled. And she looked like so embarrassed. She didn't want to fuck me for a month after that because she was afraid of what I was going to do. <laughs> she- Afraid of coming, essentially. It took me a month, I remember, to convince her that it was normal and I didn't mind. Uh, that being said, um, after, I didn't put a towel that day, but after, after now, when I do it, I'm very mindful to put down extra towels and obviously I had to change the mattress because that's not nice to the future ladies. Uh, my future wife might share this bed, you know, so it would, it would not be nice for her to sleep on top of the dried pee of another woman. <laughs> I respect women on the comedy podcast. That new mattress wasn't cheap though, but I knew I had to do it. At the moment, my bed is soaked up. Uh, it only has the pee of my current partner. <laughs> yeah. I'm bearing my soul to you, beautiful fucks. I hope you appreciate this shit. Okay, last last embarrassing sex story. I was once in Singapore with an ex, yeah. And she got horny. You know, same story as the other thing, the first girl. Uh, she was horny, but she was near her period, so we didn't know. But she, was, she just couldn't wait or I couldn't. I, you know, I'll blame myself this one. This time I couldn't wait. I was like, we got to fuck. And she was like, okay, okay, let's do it. And then we start fucking. Everything was fine. But then halfway, the has this happened to you before where the period blood starts coming out? 
So I pull out my dick, right? And the blood just flows. It's all over my cock. It, like, it's like squirt, squirting a little bit on the bed. Squirt's the wrong word. More like a heavy flow kind of thing. Yep. And at that point, you know, I haven't seen period blood before at that point. So I was shocked to find out. And maybe I shouldn't have been shocked in hindsight. But I was shocked to find out that it had a bit of a smell. And again, there was a lot of blood, so it looked like I was killing her. Essentially, it looked. I thought, well, "Fuck, are you gonna die?" That's how much blood was there. But the moment when I smelled it, and I'm not proud of it, I'm not proud of this part. But this is what happened. I, I gagged. I was like, Ugh! <laughs> and in that moment, my ex looked so not offended, but sad, disappointed. Uh, what's the other word? Self-aware self-conscious yeah so I felt terrible so we were all scrambling to like wash I, I had to wash my dick first and then we took care of the bed but the stain wouldn't go away I don't understand why hotels give you white bed sheets man don't they know what's happening <laughs> don't they know that there are gonna be all sorts of fluids everywhere so the stain wouldn't go so we just left it we, it was right before checkout anyway so we were left but I, I, I think about because when we were leaving, I remember seeing the off uh, the cleaner, the cleaner just uh, coming out of the other rooms, a few doors down to our hotel room, and I could tell oh she's gonna go into our room, and I'm just I think about her a lot because she probably I just imagine some that Singaporean cleaner going into the room, going into the room, going oh my god what is this, uh, Malaysians I tell you they're so dirty, <laughs> cannot wait one. They don't have period pads in Malaysia. (laughs) (laughs) Poor fucking lady. So yeah, guys, there we go. That's uh, some of the stuff that I've been through in my life. Very thankful to say that nothing even close happened to uh, my current beautiful lady. Uh, We've been very sanitary so far. Although, you know, if we make it, if we make it, you know, through the finish line and we die, to get uh, uh, there's going to be a great chance where either I'm going to wipe her butt or she's going to wipe my butt <laughs> when you get old with the diapers and shit and if if I fucking hell man I love her so much right now I'll clean her asshole I don't give a shit man this shit goes beyond pee pee touching man this is love shit okay Taylor you listening huh my little hoe I love you I'll wipe your asshole I'm not letting you touch mine though. I'm gonna. I'm pro- I'll probably get, I'll probably get some, uh, some Singaporean. <laughs> okay, guys, it's time for some podcast love. If you enjoyed today's very gory episode so far, I, uh, I, I was really honest there, just telling you about my past. If you like that kind of shit, and you want to support me and help me maintain my top ten. Uh, position on the spotify charts then um, how you can do that is by recommending this podcast to a friend you want to take it a step further you can take a screenshot of this beautiful episode right here you can upload it to your instagram story and tag me at the comedy podcast underscore while you are there feel free to dm me any questions you may have Uh, i love tackling questions about romantic advice, dating, that kind of thing. If you have a question for my fuckboy brother who's really good with the ladies, you can drop me a DM at the comedy podcast underscore. You can also send me news articles of things you want me to discuss, that kind of thing. Anything really. All right. Excuse me. 
end of promotion. Let's get back to the episode. I'm going to take a hit of my vape. Uh, I was thinking about my past today. And I was super interested in finding out that my happiest childhood memories uh, have revolved around food, you know, not really playing games or whatever, video games, not even masturbating, but uh, food. Most of my happiness was centered around KFC primarily. I remember constantly thinking about KFC when I was hungry at school, you know, when you're a kid, you're hungry often. Why did they make boys, young boys, wear shorts to school, by the way? Isn't that kind of weird? Huh? And then the older kids wear long pants. But why do the boys wear shorts? Those shorts are just going to entice the pedophiles, isn't it? Might as well make us wear bikinis. Fuck. Let's get back to the food. Yeah, anyway, even in boarding school, there was this... Uh, when it comes to my happiness, there was a mini restaurant thing, like a tuck shop where you could buy food. And they had the best homemade nasi goreng, Kentucky-style deep-fried chicken and sambal combination. For you uh, Western fucks, uh, that's just fried rice, deep-fried chicken with like a chili paste kind of thing. Shrimp chili paste is fucking delicious. Heaven on earth, that combination. Till today, I have cravings for that boarding school food, even though I haven't had it in seven to eight years now. Jeez, I still get wet dreams about that shit. Time is flying by. You know, I used to think, I remember those days, I used to think that people who go to McDonald's were idiots. As a kid, you know, I'm not proud of this. I always see the long lines at McDonald's as a kid and I'll be like, ha, idiot, you stupid. They don't know where the real good food is. I thought like they were all so dumb. Why go to McDonald's when KFC is right there? I was ignorant as fuck. You know, these days though, every week I cheat on KFC, man. And to be honest, taste-wise, I enjoy the McDonald's just as much. Both are equally good for me in terms of quality. But I love KFC more. It's like a wife, you know, and McDonald's is like a mistress, just for the senses, just for fun. But I eat KFC with the hearts. So. Yeah, I, listen, I know that, that those were weird points for me to make, but forget it's my podcast. I'm sure there's a, a small percentage of you who can relate to this shit. Let's do some listener questions. Okay, this is one. Uh, can I ask you, um, like, why the fuck you always talking about porn balls and horny shit? And second, how was your day? Wow, uh, that de-escalated very quickly. This has the energy of a girl who's trying to flirt with me, but isn't doesn't want to flirt too hard. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? That kind of that kind of lady. So why are you always talking about porn balls and horny shit? And how was your day? Let me answer this. My day was so tiring, man. I had to prepare my TikTok. And um, yeah, it took a bit of brain power, not going to lie. A long day at work. And today, uh, putting on this podcast show, trying to be all chipper for you fucks so you don't kill yourselves during this lockdown. A lot of responsibility in this podcast. Okay, so why the fuck are you always talking about porn balls and horny shit? Because I'm a horny fuck, yeah. And most people are. And I'm the kind of guy who loves not filtering myself. And the podcast is the space for me to do that. I've gotten quite a following from people who appreciate this kind of thing. They, very, they really resonate when I talk about my past with porn and horny shit and all that. They enjoy it. So I continue talking about it. That's why. Continuing with their question. And one more thing. 
how to control a goddamn diet. I want to go on a fucking diet and the fucking unhealthy food looks so tasty as fuck. All right, I'm not a dietitian, but I can give you advice of how I stay skinny. Food is an addiction too, you need to realize. It's just everyone's addicted to food. The question is, how addicted are you to the high fat stuff, the sugar? The way I control it is to use the law of attraction, man. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but in all seriousness, like, I just visualize, you know, I play psycho games on my mind. I obsess, just think about the body I want, what kind of body, you know, I get obsessed with what that looks like. And then when the cravings come, this is really important. yeah. Because when the cravings come, you can turn into like an automatic robot. Your feet aren't yours anymore. Your, your rational thinking goes out the window and you automatically find yourself in the fridge. I'm sure a lot of you can relate. That sort of robot taking over, you know, and that lizard brain taking over, it, it equally ap- applies to when you're trying to quit wanking or masturbating. And then you find yourself, like, you tell yourself in the start of the day, I'm not going to wank today. And then suddenly, later at night, you just start masturbating. You don't know how you got there. It just fucking happens. I think uh, to make this relatable to women, it's kind of like when you know you shouldn't string a guy along, but you get kind of bored, so you text him anyway. You know, it's like that. It's the same with food. So the cravings come. This is how I handle my cravings. First, I'm always... I'm at least 10 times a day, I think about the body I want, right? And then when the cravings come, I find myself a quiet place. I leave the phone alone, no TV, nothing. Because the moment you have something like that, it gets much easier for your brain to get into the robot takeover mode where you just automatically do things. But when you're alone in silence, you can hear yourself think, yeah? So you just wait for that craving to go away. You sit down, you breathe, you take a nap, you meditate. Whatever you have to do, 5 to 15 minutes is usually enough. The craving will come and go. And then when it goes, just go on doing your day. And then, yeah, that, that, that's how I fight my porn cravings, my food cravings. It, helped, it helps with cigarette cravings as well. But when I'm fighting so many addictions, man, it becomes hard to fight the cigarettes. So, yeah, there we go. Although this vaping stuff has saved me from that. So thank fuck for that. Do I want to quit this vaping stuff? I don't know. That's something for me to think about. All right, beautiful fucks. I'm in serious need of sleep. I'm going to pass out. Although because today's episode is really short, I'm going to uh, chuck in a throwback episode that I done a while back. Hope you enjoy that. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Bye. This is number 85 coming to you on Wednesday, 10th February, 2021, 5.48 a.m. in the morning. Good morning to ya. How are you doing, you beautiful fucks? I checked my analytics. There's one of you fucks from Malta. I saw you click my shit 14 times and then you keep going. Hello, you random ass motherfucker. You Italian? I'm Maltese people. Do they speak in Italian? Uh, Giovanni Buffon. <laughs> I don't know. What, what do Italian people say? It's a leaning tower pizza. I don't know why when I want to make an accent ridiculous, I go really high pitch. Why don't I talk like this? I don't know. Anyway, let's start with the podcast. Oh my God, a one minute intro. I'm very happy with that. I listened to this song uh, called Toy Story by David Guetta. Do you remember him? 
this guy was uh, super famous for a while, right? You, 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 you for sure know his top hits. You know, I am Tatani. I'm doing doing doing. And then there was obviously work hard, play hard. All right. So I listened to one of his songs, right? And then you know, I started to wonder what happened to him. Why is he, you know, not as viral as he used to be? So to try and answer this question, you know, I listened to one of his old, uh, one of his songs, you know, and I came to the conclusion that he was ahead of his time. Now I just want to, I want you to listen to this clip, and then you'll know exactly what I mean. Starting right now, and right now. Right, that was the clip. <laughs> I don't know if you can see why I said he was ahead of his time. Uh, just before I continue, I really like that last part. Do, 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 Alright, so I was listening to... I just wondered yesterday what the hell happened to David Guetta. So I just typed him up on Spotify. Yeah, typing sound effects. And then um, it just went on shuffle and I heard that and I was like, aha, alright. Here's the thing, with his, a lot of his music, it's exactly what you would expect future music to sound like, you know, because this guy's just ahead of his time. You can, it's like, you can hear voices in the song, but not really. It's like uh, robot noises. So when you, if you want to go back and you listen to it again, right, you can picture, if you wanted to picture, if you close your eyes right now, and you wanted to picture like what would a robot, K-pop band sound like in 2078. You know, that's exactly what it sounds like, okay? Now that uh, you have that description, I want you to listen to this again. So just Im imagine a robot fucking K-pop people. Oops. Oops. Okay, never mind. Uh, I am super untech savvy about all this. Ah, fuck. I fucked it up again. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Forget about it. I'm just gonna, just gonna move on to the next section. All right. I feel like a failure, man. Not today, but yesterday. Yesterday, I when I wake up, you know, my motto is when I wake up, I'm gonna be like, Rah! I'm a productive fuck. Let's go. Let's go. Brush teeth. But yesterday, I shamefully, shamefully pressed the, uh, I pressed the snooze button. And I got really sad about it because it set the tone for the rest of my day. You know, when I don't get a good start to the morning, then everything else is uh, like bad. Like I believe it, it all starts in the morning. If you fail in that first thing, everything else go. It just goes downhill. Now, it's granted. Yesterday, I had a decent episode, albeit very sleepy, a sleepy episode. And then after that, you know, I do intermittent fasting, which means I just eat once a day more or less. And uh, yesterday, you know, I caved in. I had a huge breakfast, a bunch of dim sum, horrible breakfast because you want to be productive at work, right? 
But then when you get to work, you're like, ah, I'm so fucking sleepy. And it's only 10.30 a.m. The day has just started and I want to sleep for 10 hours. So did it stop there? Did I just want dim sum? Hell nah, ma'am. And then the pig inside of me came out. And then by lunchtime, I wanted to have chasus. I mean, I shouldn't say what I, <laughs> I shouldn't say what I had. Uh, it is uh, religiously not allowed. Anyway, I had I had some really unhealthy lunch. And then after lunch, I felt like I was dying in the sense that, you know, when you have too much unhealthy food and your brain just goes zoop. Like the static on the TV is like that's what my brain felt like. Then I come home and I'm just like, oh man, food food affects me so much. If I have good healthy food, I feel like I I took brain steroids. If I if I if I eat unhealthy food, I feel like I took brain tranquilizer. That's just the same as a normal tranquilizer, man. All right. Mm. Anyway, yeah, so I I felt like shit yesterday, but I'm super happy that despite me having to press the alarm clock, I thought of something that made me giggle at least. You know, when I started thinking about it, I was like, huh, you know, technology really makes um, the way we use words change. Like some words are not used as much, some phrases. And I was like thinking, ah, People don't really refer to an alarm clock anymore. They just say alarm. Maybe some people still say alarm clock, but not as often as they used to, okay? Because if you think about it, who the hell owns alarm clocks anymore? You know, when I watch a movie or a TV series, you know, when they, when there's a teenager, like made in 2020 or 2021, a teenager wakes up in the morning, and there's a fucking alarm clock, and then they slap the top of the fucking alarm clock like... And then, like, uh, they, they start with the day when I see that. I'm like, bullshit, la, motherfuck. That boy's got a... The, first of all, that, that fuck probably has an iPhone because they're white and middle class. <laughs> and then, and then uh, fuck, how does the alarm, iPhone alarm clock even go? I hear it every morning. And that fuck is going to just uh, press snooze probably like I did instead of get up every fucking morning. The problem is these fucking Hollywood writers. I think a lot of them are fucking old fucks. And uh, they, they still live in fucking 1990. Back in my day when I wrote Friends, it was all easy. All we had to do is make a really bad joke but add a laugh track. And make you fall in love with the characters. And you put this formula together. And then no matter what, people left. And it worked. I mean, I loved Friends. I still do. I watch their I watch their reruns all the time. Ooh, there's another one. Reruns. No one says reruns anymore. Because who the fuck watches TV, right? A rerun now is you just go on Netflix and click uh, watch again. <laughs> Not that funny, Harris. Not that funny. Not that funny, Harris. But ah, fuck it. If I find it funny, I'll laugh. I don't care. All right. So yeah, the, the, uh, written by old fucks. I imagine them to be ridiculously obese with like a really big beard that's like some of it's turning white, although not all of it. It's more white than it is like 
not white. You know, the beard. And then they they have really terrible hair. Love to wear vests with lots of pockets. Um, I don't think they shower much. They're, they've got Cheetos on their... Cheeto dust on their... Fi- I love Cheetos, by the way. I'll talk about that in a bit. Cheeto dust on their fingers and they don't look like they shower much. But somehow, you know, because they work in Hollywood, they've got a huge mansion, a nice fucking car and therefore gets lots of pussy, both paid and unpaid for. I don't know. You American fucks over there, uh, is that what a Hollywood writer looks like? Because I just picture the fuck who wrote uh, Game of Thrones. When I I watched him in interviews, you know, he looked like a nerd that, he looked like a nerd in an old man's body. <laughs> you know, the geek who got bullied in high school, he's, who's a bit eccentric. I don't think I'd get along with him if I sat down and talked to him because I'm pretty sure... He has some kind of temper and I just piss him off or something. You know what I mean? If he, if I went to high school with that guy, man, I'm look, I wasn't, I wasn't the, the best person in high school. Okay. It took me a while to become this loving ball of sunshine you hear today. Uh, <clears throat> I was a bit of a dick and then uh, people bullied me and I bullied people in the sense that if, if I, you know, stereotypical toxic male shit if i saw something about you that i found funny i would just laugh at it and i would laugh at you so if there was a trait about you like you you look like a pig for example you know there's some people who look like look like pigs and <laughs> and there are some people who look like we need the poo although let's not go there I might get killed. If you get the reference, uh, find a way to let me know. We need the poo. There are some people who look like we need the poo. Somebody get the reference. Maybe go Google that shit. Mm. I'll give you another clue. It relates to the Asian people. If you Google that and you find the answer, like you'll be like so interested. Like what? This is a thing? This is real? Yeah, man, it's real. What the fuck was I on about? Oh yeah, the pork thing. Yeah, some people look like pigs and then I'm, I once met this guy, right? And I just said, man, you uh, you look like a pig. I'm going to call you Pock Pork. And then the group we were with just started laughing, right? Like, ah, ah, ah. And then even he thought it was a good joke. But then fast forward three years later, people were still calling him Pock Pork. And then he was like, guys, Harris, please like, don't call me Pock Pork anymore. <laughs> it's getting out of control. <laughs> I love how names like that stick Pock Pock. All right. Who owns clocks anymore? Somewhere in China, there's a clock factory with some sad owner inside going, people don't want to buy my clocks anymore. (laughs) Who still own clocks? Boomers. Look at old fucks. It's the iPhones. Okay, the iPhones killed the clocks. And speaking of iPhones... Look, I love technology. It has made life a hell lot of easier. But here's the thing. I hate iPhone notifications. Oh my God. I do not want to upgrade my iCloud. I'm fine. I know that my iCloud is fucking full. But can you please stop asking me if I want to upgrade it? And on top of that, you have these apps that are trying to get your attention all the fucking time, right? It used to be TikTok for me until I started posting all the time. And TikTok's like, all right, we get it. But now it's Clubhouse. 
Oh my god, I'll get to that in a sec. But I am getting relentless iPhone notifications. I think fucking Clubhouse itself is sending me 50 notifications a day. It's ridiculous. So when I'm in a bad mood and I get those annoying notifications that I never open, it just makes me more annoyed when I get the ones that I do want to open somehow. Like what's, if WhatsApp opens, if Instagram or if I get a message on Instagram, I get a ding on WhatsApp. I'm just like, ah, not a notification. And it's just my girlfriend going, hello, baby. <laughs> Poor woman should not suffer because of my bad temper. And I should not be having this bad temper because these fucking notifications. But you can just turn off the notifications, man. But that's the thing, you know, sometimes these notifications are important. What if, what if fucking... Asa Akira or Maria Ozawa is on Clubhouse and Clubhouse sends me a notification saying Maria Ozawa is on Clubhouse. Would you like to uh, join the room? I'd be like, fuck yes. I have so many questions for her. Among, among which I'll be like, can you still feel anything? <laughs> That's a really, really stupid question. Really dumb question. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. I apologize for my ignorance. Are there, is there any listener here who still doesn't know who Maria Ozawa is? If you don't, uh, just, if you're 18 and above, just go on Google image, type Maria space Ozawa, O-Z-A-W-A, and you will see one of the most beautiful girls who ever walked the planet. Um, she's very not shy about showing you her true skin. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Okay. <clears throat> so these iPhone notifications, right? They have, you know how the iPhone replaced sort of the alarm clock? Not really, but like to a large extent. I think they did a very similar thing to people who give flyers on the streets. Hold on. Mm, all right. Excuse me. So those people, the iPhone notifications are as annoying as the people who give flyers on the street, you know, except we can be polite to those people and say, no, thank you. Uh, some of us who are dicks will just ignore them, you know, just be like, <laughs> and walk away. Uh, I, I know some Asian fucks over here, they go like, I don't want, I don't want, you know, those people, <laughs> they get too fucking pestered by this shit. But you know, the, so you could be polite to those fucks, but to the, to these phones, you know, sometimes, as long as nobody's around, these phones make me go fuck off with these notifications. You know, imagine if we did that to the flyer people, you know, the promotion people, they'd start crying after a while. Their job already sucks. So we don't do that, but we, but we can scream at our phones and then Siri or Alexa or whatever can record our voices it's stored in their AI database somewhere, you know. Uh, and then Google knows you're a psychopath because uh, you you constantly yell at it with some verbal abuse. I can't tell you, you know, sometimes when I get into my rage moods, I just scream, hey Siri, fuck yourself. And then like this, in my Harith pro uh, Siri profile, uh, <laughs> it's going to say, uh, psychopath, violent tendencies, uh, sociopath, everything path, bipolar disorder, all the disorders. And then fast forward like 50 years when I'm 75 years old and the robot, AI robots, they start taking over. You know, they take me out first, people like me, you know. 
and the ones who are who survive are gonna be the ones who you know buy those those dolls you can fuck the robot the robotic fuck dolls yeah they'll be fine because they're literally serving the AI and <laughs> they love they love this technology so much they're fucking it oh hell yeah man that that time is coming man fucking a doll is going to be so mainstream you're not gonna believe it <laughs> what oh but why why don't you believe that huh you know Porn used to be taboo. Now it's not anymore. What? Rubber dolls who can talk to you? That's going a step too far? Hell nah, man. These dolls are just going to get better and better and better. And then pretty soon, like, they're just going to be so good, people are not going to want to fuck real women anymore. I don't know. If I'm 75 and my woman has since past nah nah you know I'm not even gonna talk about that you know she's gonna be fine okay what if I'm 169 and my woman has passed away divorce and I've by some miracle this fuck is still alive am I gonna buy a, a rubber doll fuck no man at 169 years old I'm still gonna be king I'm gonna go up to these 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 hot I don't know, fucking 30-year-olds at least. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, hey, hey, baby, would you like to, to suck on this? And then they're going to find me so cute. <sighs> when I say I'm optimistic about the future, I think of images like that. So do you think I'm just delusional? And since I am recording this into my fucking MacBook, recording this with my fucking iPhone, the video I mean, like now... Now Google and Siri and Apple or whatever. All these all these AI fucks definitely have the proof that uh, I'm not mentally sound. So the moment I hear, no, the AI robots are taking over. I'm just going to take a gun and just fucking end it. Or I might I'm, I might go full Arnold Schwarzenegger on these people. Now nah, that's not going to work. You're not Rambo, Harris. You're just a brown fuck. You're going to die so bad. All right. Uh, let me finally get onto this clubhouse nonsense, okay? So uh, I got a notification, okay? And the, the notification said, there's this room called Boy Fuck You. Would you like to join? <laughs> now, granted, maybe I keep getting, getting notifications because I keep clicking on these shits. But, you know, when there's a room called Boy Fuck You, I was very compelled. I'm like, all right, this might be interesting. So I click it. And in hindsight, maybe I shouldn't have. But you know what? This was one in like 50 notifications that I clicked. So Clubhouse, can you calm the fuck down? Anyway, the people on the stage, quote unquote, were like, I think it was at least seven people of uh, African descent. I'm guessing they were African-Americans. By the way, is it okay for me to say uh, black, black people? Because uh, I'm honestly not woke, so I don't. But I try to be sensitive, so I don't know what uh, what the lingo is. You know, yeah, if you've been a listener for a while, you you know how to let me know. Anyway, so yeah, African Americans. Uh, I'm just guessing based on their accent, which I can't even begin to imitate. Actually, I can because there was this one guy that kept saying, "You feel me? You feel me? You know what I'm saying?" After every sentence, he would say, you feel me? Or you know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a black person. 
And then in the room, they were like, when I scrolled down, who was watching this? And there were 160 people who all look Asian, some kind of Asian, either Japanese or Korean or or uh, or uh, Chinese or Taiwanese. Okay, 160 of them. And then there was, and they, they were the East Asian kinds, you know, the light skin fucks with the eyes that people make fun of. I find those fucking eyes beautiful somehow. I don't know what it is. So... Uh, just before I continue, my friends love to make fun of me. It's like, you know, boys being boys, you know, pe- girls walk by, you say, oh, she's hot and oh, she's not hot. And then my, my friends, after a while, they realize, Harith, why do you always go for the really small, chinky-eyed types? And I'm like, fuck, is that true? <laughs> and then I, it, they say it, okay, not me. So apparently, I really like the, the the typical Asian eyes. I don't know what it is or why I like it. But yeah, I find that beautiful. Screw you, people. Anyway, so 160 really Chinese people and one brown fuck um, in the room. And the, you know, understandably, the people on the stage, they started getting a bit freaked out. They're like, hey, man, who the fuck are these people? What the fuck is going on? Why are so many people on the stage? And why are they all Asian? And then one guy was like, hey man, what the fuck is up with all these Asian people? And I don't know how that, like stuff like that, saying stuff like that is still allowed on Clubhouse. Maybe, maybe the application is not uh, that moderated by AI because it can't. Like how do you how do you monitor that in real time? And furthermore, maybe it's because, um, you know, woke people believe black people can't be racist. So maybe that's what's going on. I don't know. And then, I don't know. My, when, when he asked that, you know, my, my response was just like, I'll tell you what, man. These Asian fucks are productive, okay? They are on the productive app. They are here to learn. But I didn't do that. Anyway, so they continue freaking out a little bit. And then one of one of them says the best thing I've heard in a long time. This fuck says, Hey man, I don't want anybody selling me pork fried rice. <laughs> is is that racist? I don't I'm not even allowed to touch pork. What the fuck am I going to sell you pork fried rice for? Maybe he wasn't referring to people like me. I don't know. Or can he tell that I'm Asian but not I'm one of these. It's not like the rest. (laughs) How the fuck do people get away with that? I don't want people selling me no pork fried rice. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Is that that, um, an exclusively Asian thing asian dish white people nah nah i think it is not many people in the world fry rice okay and even if they do it's not as good Uh, hey i got great news guys you know i used to uh moan and complain and bitch about my knees right my knees having a problem and uh just, just a quick recap I complain that when I squat, I hear some clicking and there's some electric noises. And I got really pissed because I had a religious teacher who told me masturbation is really bad for you because it makes your knees weak. I masturbated for years and I didn't have a knee problem. I stopped masturbating and I have a knee problem. So it got really bad when I was on my nofap streak and semen retention in the sense that I kept as much of my semen inside my body 
So whenever I PP touch, I don't release, you know, I just like keep it in there, have a good time. And then what I get from that is like lots of fucking energy. Like I kind of do right now, <clears throat> if I get enough sleep. Now, uh, all right. And then as you know, a few episodes ago, my woman came over and then I, I released and it was the best fucking release, like three weeks worth of Oh my god. Oh, I'm getting turned on just talking about it, how good it was. <laughs> so I fucking finally fucking released and I was like, <laughs> you know, a typical one is like, oh, or like, fuck. Oh, that's normal. In fact, that's good. But because there was so much, it kept going. It felt like five seconds, one, two, three. Yeah, it felt like five seconds. I was <laughs> just like, oh. <laughs> Fuck! Yeah, I don't know. I just find that funny. I find that funny. After that day, you know, the knee problem fucking went away. I was squatting, like no issues. I felt great. No clicking, no electric pain. So I was like, fucking religious people are telling me exactly the opposite of the truth. If I want healthy knees, I need to come. Full stop, release, squirt, squirt, skeet, skeet. I think that's what the kids are calling it, skeet, skeet. Mm. So I don't know. Uh, hello, 10 men out of a few hundred listening. <laughs> Can't wait to get to a thousand anyway. Not many men listen, but you know, the men who do listen, do, 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 you, do you notice things like this that happen to you? Or... Or are people so, do people find the concept of not coming and not masturbating so weird that they can't relate? All right, never mind. Whatever. But uh, if you if you have some insight into what the fuck happened to me, uh, you know, find a way to let me know. All right? You know how to reach me. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm just going to continue on that thought. You know, I didn't get any emails about relationships or shit. So I'm just going to dish out some interesting advice. Some non-conventional uh, relationship romantic advice. This one is for the men and for the women who want to encourage their men. Okay, guys, are you getting tired of your woman? You know, you hang out with with her. She seems, she's getting, she seems to be more and more annoying. She seems very incessant with her phone notifications. She always wants to spend time with you or it feels like, okay? And then you feel like spending less time with her because you're just, you're just like, ugh. You know what the problem might be? And this is scientific, by the way. The problem might be you're getting tired of her because you've already fucked her too many times and you have achieved orgasm too many times that your brain is like, dude, what are you doing? We already like shot all our jizz inside her. So either she's pregnant and then your body will be like, she's pregnant already, man. Your job's done. Or uh, if she's not pregnant, your body's going to be like, she's barren, man. She's, gonna, she's not going to make babies for you, man. Get out of here. So your body sort of, uh, sorts of understands that, you know, we're, we're done with this girl. The, the male body is designed to spread their seed far and wide, right? Which is a fancy way of saying fuck anything that moves. So our body, our body wants us more or less to like fuck something else. All right. And that's just the horny side. You might still love your girl, feel attached to it. But you're not necessarily going to be excited and turned on by this woman anymore. 
And it's because when, <clears throat> um, apparently when your brain reaches orgasm, every every subsequent time it reaches orgasm, like it just keeps a tally sort of, you know, how many times have we orgasm with this girl? Oh, that's way too much. We should keep chasing new pussy. So that's how you're wired. All right. So how do you fix this? Because I already said, you know, you you love this girl. You're attached to this girl. Maybe you're just not excited by her anymore. If you're not excited by her, you don't want to invest as much time in her in general. All right. I'm talking to the average person, not the person who's super well put together. All right. Who 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 can fight those instincts and urges and, and say to themselves, you know, I really love this girl. She's so nice to me. She wants to spend so much time with me. I'm going to invest in her back, even though I don't feel like it, you know, because I love her. I want to invest in our future together. If you're not one of these people, here's this hack you can try, okay? But to be fair, maybe uh, the hack is harder than, <laughs> than working on yourself. But the hack is don't come. Don't come. I mean it. So first of all, you you, you got to quit the masturbation, obviously. If you want some help, go to Reddit and find the subreddit called NoFap and uh, try it. Try it. So there's this way of having sex called Karezza, K-A-R-E-Z-Z-A. And it's basically where you have sex, but when you near orgasm, you stop, okay? And then what happens is because you don't orgasm, your brain is like, oh, we didn't come with her yet. So we need to keep like investing in this woman, you know? We need to keep spending time with her. So you can still get excited. Your body didn't get that sexual release, okay? So it's still on like chasing her mode. So you're going to be constantly be super attentive to your woman. Or at least more attentive than you used to be, all right? It's, um, there are tons of books on Karezza. It's all about the focus on intimacy, closeness, breathing together, looking at each other. That sounds so gay, man. Fair enough. Okay, I get why you would think that. Okay, make your jokes, get it out of your system. And then when you're done, can we talk like adults here? I'm telling you that this might be the trick for you to have a long-lasting relationship. To either never come unless you want to make babies or like reduce it, you know, as much as you can. Like for me, I try to keep it once within two to three weeks and it's working really well for me. I noticed in the past that I would lose interest in a woman very quickly. But, you know, through a mixture of finding an, a really incredible person to be with and through doing this, you know, I just feel more attentive when I'm with her, when I speak to her. And uh, oh, and then when I do finally come, it feels like my cock is like ex like exploding. Uh, like out. It's, it feels like it's detaching from my body and flying away like a rocket, which sounds painful, but it feels amazing. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's today's episode. I just wanted to end with this message. I feel like, you know, people online, there are tons of comedians, content creators and all that. And there, there are tons of political commentators, especially where I'm where I'm from, these woke people, who try to, you know, spread a message to make the world a better place, fairer for all people. But I just find that these people are fucking angry all the time. They're just so angry. And I'm like, what is that going to fix? You know? When, you, when you're angry at someone and then you're going to try and bash them, you know, make them look stupid in public or whatever whatever it is you do, okay? Even if it's our politicians or uh, whoever else, right? When you do that, aren't you... you whenever you spew up hate, you're going to offend someone in the, in the, I don't know, 
internet verse. And they're going to spew hate back your way or at least they're going to feel the hate. And what you're doing is just you're creating hate over hate over hate when obviously like I think it's just better, you know, to carry a message of love. Not enough people in this world carry love in their message. And that's how I plan to be different. You know, I can make as many dark jokes as I want, as I do, like my skin color. Um, but I'm going to do it with love. You know, you're all beautiful fucks. You're all idiots from all walks of life. And I'm going to be shitting on you. So, you know, with that being said, if you have like a funny photo of yourself, you want me to roast or whatever, or you don't, you want to ask me for pee touching advice, feel free to email me at comedypodcastofficial at gmail.com. You can also reach me on my Instagram at thecomedypodcast underscore. If you enjoyed today's podcast, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I would really appreciate if you are so inclined to help me grow. The best thing you can do is just share this podcast with a friend. That is today's episode. I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye.